Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Royal Queen Show, the topic news radio show podcast with your host, Apostle Rosalind Solomon. This show is every Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So tell your friends and come go on a journey with the Royal Queen Show. Good evening and welcome to the Royal Queen Topic Show with your host, Apostle Rosalind Solomon. And this is the premiere show. Uh, I was once the Prophecy Hour show, but uh, I changed it because the Lord said we're going a different way. So this is a new journey that I'm going down. So you guys are going to be going with me on a new journey. This is something totally different that I've never really done before. So we're going to be, um, as we go down the journey, we're going to be learning together. Um, this week's show is just me, but next week I'm going to have a guest, and the following week I'm going to have a singer, artist. So we we going to get this going, right? So we're going to do the show. So sometimes the show will be 7 to 8, sometimes 7 to 8.30, sometimes 7 to 9. Uh, so we will just see how the Holy Spirit leads us. Okay, so now. One of the things that I want to do with this show is I want to, like, give some daily news, like Christian news and world news. So we're going to venture into that. And then after the news, I'm going to be teaching you about self-love. And then I'm going to try and squeeze in some prophecy information because I have some dates that we need to look out for and stuff like that. So we're going to start with the daily topic news, right? So now. Today, they, they're talking about McDonald's is offering free tarot cards readings when you buy a burger. Now, that's insane. That's like opening the door, just putting people in sin. So we need to pray about that and pray, pray against that. Also, Elon Musk has put his merger of buying Twitter on hold right now, but he says he's not going to back out of the deal, but he has put it on hold. Uh, also, the pro-abortion activists say they're they're at war and admits to firebombing pro-life offices and issues new threats. So these pro-abortion people, they're acting like lunatics. You know, they're even talking about blowing up churches and stuff. So we need to pray about that as well. Also, the Biden administration canceled sales of uh, certain oils and gases and leases. He also is being pressured on to wipe out all of the American student loan debt. They want him to wipe it completely out because it's worthless. And many people have gone to college, got degrees, masters, and making 10, 15 bucks an hour somewhere. So then there's also a infant's crisis. The formula, there's a shortage of formula. And I don't understand why, because it's not a shortage of the stuff that they need to make it, so I, I just don't get it. But it's a shortage of formula now, and um, they say it's a crisis, and it and it and it could take take it to starvation levels 
in the United States as far as feeding babies. So I guess the mamas are going to have to start going back to breastfeeding because, I mean, that's one of the reasons why the women have breasts so they could feed the baby. So, you know, I guess a lot of them are going to be going back to that really, really soon. Um, Also, it came out today that the FBI has been targeting parents in almost every region in America for speaking out against um, school issues and so forth like that. So the FBI has been targeting these parents. And uh, they have a black woman now that's going to, I forgot her name, but she's going to be the new house speaker. The other lady's leaving. So this is the first time a black person has ever been a house speaker, so they're making a big deal out of that as well. And uh, I think that's about it <laughs> for today that I feel that, that we should be aware of. Um, there's not really much news out today. The the the, the Roe versus Wade decision is supposed to be coming out soon. Um, they said they say that the Texas Supreme Court is also allowing states to investigate sterilization of gender confused kids as child abuse. So that's that's good. And uh, then it says that Texas AG investigating whether pharmaceutical companies deceptively advertise. Uh, puberty blocking drugs. Also, the Biden administration is in trouble as far as COVID shots are concerned. They're talking about they're going to have to start rationing them out because they don't have enough. And the Republicans and some of the Democrats are even going against the Biden administration. They don't want to fund anything to do with COVID anymore. Uh, They say COVID is finished, but they keep saying that it's rising up, but I don't believe that. But so Biden's in trouble about that. Uh, so pretty soon, uh, half half they're going to take half of what billions of dollars they've been spending in it. About to cut it in half, and then uh, the Liberty U settles with women who alleged that sexual assault allegations were mishandled. Also, there's the Who's. I think it's called the Who. On May 22nd, they are going to be voting to see if they can have full authority over HIPAA over the health issues of our country, and if they do, uh, they will be taking away the sovereignty of all of the countries in America, meaning like if they feel that you have a disease, and you may not even have one, but if, or if you do, and they feel you contagious, they could come in your house and take you. And if your family will never hear from you again if this law is passed on the 22nd. So we must pray that this law does not be passed. This is like an antichrist law. And I remember... Back in 2019, when I told a lot of my followers um, when these five viruses were coming and uh, that the Lord said that the enemy was going to try to bring the book of Revelations to pass before its time, and these viruses was going to be the beginning of it. And it was going to seem like he was getting away with it, but in the end, God said he was going to stop him. So when I heard this, I was like, Lord, this is like Antichrist stuff. I was like, he's really trying to get this stuff going, right? And the Lord said, all is well. And um, I just said that I would speak on it on the radio show because you got to be careful what you say on YouTube and Facebook. I told you all that last year, that this year we was going to be speaking in code <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. And you see how they're just shutting people channel down. So you got to be careful what you say. You know, and even on the radio, you, you really can't say a whole bunch, but at least you can say a little more than you could um, being, you know, on the YouTubes and, and things like that. So... Please pray about the WHO organization. 
that they don't, you know, do these things, okay? And here in Atlanta, three children, 15, 14, 16, died not too far from from from, from where sister my sister Pat lives. Um, three children died in a horrific car accident, 14, 15, and 16, and two were injured. So, you know, pray for their families that's, you know, feeling the loss of their loved ones because it happened about about six hours ago. So, you know, that's really sad when, you know, parents lose their children. Okay, also in today's topic news, uh, British microchip implants takes hand swipe payments to the next level, along with end-time prophecies concern. So I gave a prophecy about mm, a couple of months ago and last year that we were going to see this. People were going to start getting chips in their hands, like we see in the movies about end times, right? And I told them it was coming and it's here. And I told them they would be able to use it to pay for stuff, and eventually they're going to make a chip, um, like I told everybody, where it's going to carry all your health information. It's going to carry everything, and all they got to do is just scan your butt. And <laughs> Excuse me for saying butt. All they do is scan you. And everything about it's going to come up, but right now it's just a payment measure. So that that's coming up. And there is a 90-year-old bishop. He was arrested in Hong Kong for supporting democracy and preaching. And uh, in the Ukraine, they say they're making gains in the east to stop Russia. Uh, to Russia's trying to destroy the gas hub over there. So. They're fighting to do that. Then it also says Russia fired some new missiles they hadn't used before. And um, then it says in the topics that Putin's war is backfiring as NATO now set to expand with new additions like Finland and Sweden. So Finland and Sweden, they get scared. So, like, within probably a week or two, they should be in NATO because NATO's going to speed it up because it normally takes a couple of months, but NATO's going to speed it up. So Finland... And Sweden are getting into NATO because they know Russia's coming for them. And I, I, when I was telling everybody for seven years that Russia's going to take Ukraine, and then two weeks before they did, I saw them in tanks coming out the water, and the Ukrainians were scattered. And, and I was like, they about to tear that place up, and they did, right? So I also told people his next spots is uh, Sweden, New, um, New Zealand, Romania. You know, he may not go for them right away, but they're in his sight. And... I believe Sweden and Finland know this because the the, the the Finland president, he said to Putin on national TV, he said, because Putin's like upset that they're doing this, right? And then he told to Putin on national TV, he said, you caused this. You caused this. And he did because they see how he's flatlining Ukraine. And I had a vision about Putin a couple of weeks ago, and we were literally having a conversation, and I told everybody this. And he was telling me he wasn't going to stop until he got what he wanted. He said he wasn't going to stop. And I kept asking him, why are you doing this? Because you're killing so many innocent people. I said, you're flatlining the place. It's not going to be any good to you. He was like, I'm not going to stop until I get it. And here we are going into three months, the 24th of uh, this month, I'll make three months in the war. It was only supposed to last two weeks. Then he had a victory day, May 9th. Where are we at? May 13th now, right? So he's still at it. You know what I'm saying? So... He's just going to keep going till he can't go no more. But then I also told my followers um, uh, I had sore enemies invading Russia. 
I saw Russian enemies invading Russia. And I also saw them having an earthquake. And then the Lord said he's going to shame Putin. So his time is is about to come very, very soon. And then I've seen somebody else in power. I told everybody that back, back in 2018. I had saw someone else in power, and but I saw Putin behind this man. So I don't know if it means if, if that Putin's still going to be alive and pulling the strings or he's going to be like Putin because I also saw Putin on a deathbed years ago, and I told people that. So he's either going to be like Putin or Putin's going to be behind him. So I was told by a lot of my followers that Putin is supposed to be in the hospital sick with cancer or something, and that he gave his power to someone else. So I'm not sure if that's the prophecy or not, but in the dream, I saw a younger man, and he was the new president of uh, or prime minister, whatever they call him, over there in Russia, and I saw Putin standing behind him smiling. So it could even mean Putin's still going to be alive while this person goes in, and he's going to go in because Putin let him, or Putin's going to be dead, and this man is going to have a spirit of Putin. It's going to be either one because I saw that, right? So um, also I had gave a prophecy that we were going to start seeing red skies and red rain. Okay, some of it has started. There were signs in the heaven, blood red skies in China. What? And super flower blood moon. Are you serious? So China had the red skies, so it's starting already. And, and the Lord told me we were going to see it and hear of it in different places and even see blood rain. So it has started already. Also, I gave a prophecy um, it's on my shorts on my YouTube channel, which is called uh, Rosalind Solomon's channel, but it's really called Rosalind Solomon's Supernatural Channel. But uh, you, you just put in Rosalind Solomon, it'll come up on YouTube. Uh, and it's in my shorts where I saw them ousting the Philippine president because he was just as crooked as I don't know what. God told me he was into everything, right? And um, I saw them riding to get him out, and they did, and they got him out, and they got a new president. I also saw the France president being removed. I saw them rioting because they was mad that he got in, but he got in because most of the France people didn't want to vote for him or the other person, so that's how he got in, by the skin of his nose. And they were rioting like crazy, and so then I saw them oust him. So now he just got back in, and he has five years. So I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. They're going to oust him. They're going to riot, and they're going to oust him. They're going to ask him, and I see a female taking his place. Now, now, mind you, there was a female running against him. So I was, like, wondering. I was like, God, is that the one? And, he, you know, he was really quiet. I was like, so maybe I'm, you know, I wasn't, like, like guessing because it's not good to guess, but I was like, she could be the one that they put in there because she lost by a small margin. And, and they said it's because people didn't want to get out and vote, Right. Um, so also in Iran, they're telling nine-year-old girls begin planning now to raise terrorist martyr babies. Because, you know, in Iran, they marry little girls at 9, 10, 11, and they they be impregnated. So they made a major warning telling these girls, these young girls and teenage girls, to prepare to have baby boys to be martyred. For some kind of war, terrorist, terrorist war that they that they feel that they're going to have to uh, go through. And then there's a topic news about ministries want some ministries wanting to go into the metaverse, and then some think it's of the devil, which <laughs> it ain't right. It is not. I don't think any ministry should be going into uh, 
in the metaverse at all. I really don't think anybody should be going in the metaverse. <laughs> all right. And also, on that Philippine president that they uh, just threw out and got a new feeling, they're getting them on tax evasion and, and, and plundering billions of dollars. And that's one of the things that God said in the, in the word to me that um, he was uh, doing. And so now Putin, Putin's war is uh, backfiring as NATO now set to expand with new additions like Finland and Sweden and a few other countries that they think that he will try and uh, get. But I saw I saw it. It's in my prophecy book on um, Amazon. It's called Prophecy uh, from, what is it, 2012 to 2022. And, um, but in there I had had a vision, and I saw him, you know, a Russian president coming with, with these countries, Finland and Sweden. And Africa and a few other countries, but now they're getting in NATO. So I don't know how it's going to happen, but I saw it. So, you know, unless the hand of God stops it, because God said we had like um, nine or ten years left, and on the seventh year from the time I gave that word, which was a couple of months ago, um, within seven years, if the world hasn't repented and gotten better, we will see the signs of war coming from China and Russia and other nations. And then by the ninth or tenth year, it would be at our doorstep. But if everyone repents, you know, or the majority of people uh, start to repent, you know, then the Lord, he will hold these things back. Because I surely saw those nations with him. So I don't know what's going to happen and how that would happen, but, you know, I saw it happening. Um, And then they're saying uh, a lot of people are starving in Ukraine. I was watching the news last night, which I do every blue moon, and I saw them where they had these older, you know, the real elderly people in Ukraine, and, you know, they was just praising God and everything, right? But they were cold, living in basements. They had no food, hardly no water to to babe or nothing. One of the old men was sitting on the corner selling uh, cow's milk, I believe. That's how he was making a living, and um, everything was just torn, war-torn. It looked like the Maccus. And I was like, wow. And they were praising God. You know, although they're Orthodox Jews and Orthodox Christians, you know, and they bow to Mary and stuff like that, but they still believe in God. And they was just praising God. And I was like, Father, I was like, how could they be by themselves like that? Where are the children? You know, billions of dollars are going over there in Bitcoin and all kinds of money. Why isn't these people getting some kind of help? It's ridiculous. And then... I saw on the news where the Russian soldiers shot two security men, innocent men. They went to the company. They frisked them. They asked them for cigarettes. They gave it to them, let them walk away, and then they turned back around and shoot them both in the back. One died instantly. The other one ran into the hub, called for help. They came to help him, but then the Russians came back and shot up those people, and everybody died except for two people. How cruel is that? I mean, that's ridiculous. Why do you have to kill people? I understand you're in a war, but why do you have to kill innocent people? And then he let them walk away and shot them in the back. Old people. Old people. Where's this old, what are these old people doing to you? You know, I do feel sorry for, for the people over there, but, you know, they do have a lot of terrible things going over there in Ukraine. They got trafficking. They got all kinds of sex trafficking, all kinds of stuff. They didn't like black people. You know, the black people had a hard time getting out of there. Even their own country, Africa, took their time helping them. You know, so I I don't like that. But there there's you know seeing people elderly like that or seeing people being killed like that, that's 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 terrible because that can happen to any country. 
any country. So we need to be praying that that stuff does not come to our doorstep. Because I always say this to everybody. I was saying this to this man today when I went out and we was talking about it. I was like, if something happens to America, who's going to help us? Because we're always helping everybody else. We help everybody else. Yeah, we got NATO, but who's to say if NATO still be around, you know? And NATO could collapse too at any given time. You know what I'm saying? So, so who's going to help us? You know, but we so busy, you know, and and they and they and I'm glad they did this. Biden was about to send forty billion dollars over there, and he just sent sixteen hundred million, eight hundred million two times to Ukraine. And I'm like, you got people homeless in this country, more homeless than ever before. And I gave a prophecy about this beginning of last year that this was going to happen, right? And if you if you say you broke and you could send forty billion plus. 800 million two times before that and you can't get your people off the street you can't build no housing or anything for them to get in people starving you're going in the supermarket the, the shelves is empty i was in the supermarket today and i was looking for some shredded lettuce because i like the lettuce already shredded do you know i got the last bag are you serious the last bag i was like what <laughs> the lettuce Oh, my goodness, the last bag. I've never seen that a day in my life of living, and I've been around quite some time, and it was shocking to me. I mean, just shocking. And then I was looking for stuff that, you know, I normally want to get, and I'm like, you can't really find it. I was looking for sriracha. I love me some sriracha sauce. You know, I couldn't find that, so I had to settle for sriracha uh, what was that, Hellman's Creamy Sriracha, which I never tried, but I was, like, really wanting some sriracha sauce. So, you know, I just went and got it, you know, because I had to settle for it. And then I was looking for some grapeseed oil, and I couldn't find it. And then when I finally found it, they only had four left, and the price shot up. It was, like, $13 and some change. I'm like, I had to look at my purse. I was like, do I have enough money? Well, I have to wash dishes or something or maybe run out the store because <laughs> it got so expensive. I was like, $13? Really? <sighs> I'm like, Lord, this has to change. This has to stop. You you have to do something for us. This is getting ridiculous. Then I was reading an article where um, so many people are starving, like hungry. I'm like, wow. And it's like the babies might starve because there's no uh, milk. I'm like, well, mommies are going to have to start breastfeeding. So, you know, you could stop babies from starving by just breastfeeding them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you don't have anything else left, then then, that, then that's what you have to do. You have to breastfeed the babies. Okay, so now that is the end of the uh, news topic, right? And so now I'm going to... If I can find my uh, my word talk, I'll be more than happy to give it to you. <laughs> One second. Technical difficulties here. <laughs> okay, here's my word talk. Okay, now I'm going to give you, I hope you guys enjoyed the news topic thing. I want to do that every time I come on on Fridays. Uh, sometime I may do pop-up shows if I'm available to do that. So please subscribe to the show. And by subscribing to the show, every time I put up a new show, you'll be alerted instantaneously with the link and everything because um, I plan on doing some pop-ups sometime, you know, um, talking about different things, maybe have a pop-up guest, maybe have pop-up prayer time, you know, just different things. 
every blue moon I'm, I will do that pop up. But for the most part, the show will be every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay, so I'm going to give you some steps for self-love. And the reason why I decided, one second, please excuse me. All right, thank you. Uh, the reason why I decided to, to teach on self-love, which is something that um, I really really haven't never really taught on because, you know, I'm I'm just I'm just so biblical and I just love teaching on the Bible and biblical things and supernatural things and and prophecies. That's just always been my genre. So, you know, that's where I'm going to stay because that's where my best lane is. But, you know, God wants me to venture out in other things because there's other things that people are going through that others aren't talking about. I mean, although I'm a coach and I have about 11 or 12 different certificates and I have a couple of relationship books out and marriage books and stuff like that, I even have a family coaching book out, you know, and I do um, group coaching on my Patreon. But um, I've never really talked about, like, I mean, it's in my books a little, you know, but I never really, like, taught about it. So I, so I was like, I think, I, I said, God, I think this is something good to talk about. So this is self-love. A lot of people don't love themselves. So if you cannot love yourself, how can you love anybody else? How can you even love God if you don't love yourself, Right. You have to love yourself first before you could give anybody else love. Even before you even give God love, you have to love yourself first. You have to see yourself for who you are, and any changes you feel you need to make, then, you know, ask God to help you, you know. And then when you see yourself for who you are, that's when you can start loving yourself, and then that's when you can see the God in you, and that's when you can start loving your God, right? So now, self-love is a state of appreciation for oneself that grows from actions that support one's physical and psychological and spiritual growth. The more self-love you have for yourself, the more you can attract people and circumstances that support your well-being in life and journey and destiny. Ways to cultivate cultivate your self-love include setting boundaries for yourself and living intentionally and living in Christ and being liberated in him. Now, self-love is like a popular term that they use in the world. You know, you always hear somebody say self-love. They got books out there say self-love and stuff like that. But really what they should be saying is you should learn to love yourself more, you know, or they should say why don't you love yourself more, you know what I'm saying? Or books should be out there saying you can love yourself or you can love another person, um, but first you must love yourself. And I remember my dad told me this a long time ago. I had to be about 16 years old. He told me this, and it stuck with me for life to this day. He told me, he said, always find a husband that's going to love you more than you love him. (laughs) And then he told me, he said, make sure you love yourself and make sure he loves himself so that you too can properly love each other. And that stuck with me for a long time. And I learned going through relationships, being married, engaged, you know, it is true, being a woman. I don't know as far as a man is concerned, but I know about a woman. It is better for you to have someone 
a husband that loves you a teeny bit more than, than you love him, or maybe he loves you as much as you love him. Because if he loves you as much as you love him, or if he loves you a little more than you do him, he'll never hurt you. He'll never cheat on you. He'll never leave you. He'll never do any of those things unless you yourself change, you know, your ways. That's the the only way that that he would where did my doc I'm sorry, I lost my doc again. I don't know why I keep doing it. Because I got so many things open, it's ridiculous. Okay, here we go. Yeah, so if you if you have a man that loves you a little more than you love him or he loves you just as much as you do him. I find that very true because in in relationships that I've had, maybe one or two cheated on me, and the and the other few that I had and my husband, you know, well, I found out, you know, after he died he had a baby, but he had that baby before he met me. <laughs> he just didn't want to tell me about the baby because he knew I didn't want to date dudes that had kids, right? So he just didn't want to tell me, right? But as far as I know, he was a very faithful man, and he loved me. I really feel he did love me more than I loved him. I did love him a great deal, but I felt that he loved me more because, I mean, he had asked me to marry him like eight times before I even married him. As a matter of fact, I didn't even want to be bothered with him. I wasn't even attracted to him, but he kept harassing me. And how many of you women know a man keep harassing you, right, and you single, he starts to look good to you. <laughs> and you're like, you turn around, you're like, all right, you know what? He look guy, you know, he don't look so bad. You know, he got a little piece of change. He got a job. He got a car. You know, why not, right? So that's what I did. And I wind up falling in love with him, madly in love with him. But he always loved me more, you know. So I know that to be true when a woman is with a man who loves her more or loves her just as much. He's not going to hurt her. He's not going to cheat on her. He's going to be a good man, a good man. So let that be a lesson to you ladies. Find you one that's going to love you a little more than you or love you the same. And make sure he loves himself and that you love yourself so you can have proper love, right? So now, self-love is important to living well. It influences who you pick for a mate in life, a spouse. The image you project at yourself and how you cope with the problems in your life, it is so important to your well-being of your life that you want to know how to bring more of it into your life. So now, exactly what is self-love? Self-love is something you can obtain through, like you could get a makeover, like you could get a new hairstyle, some new clothes, some, you know, new oils to put on, you know, you know, go to the gym and work out, you know, lose some weight, you know, write some books, sing some, do something new. You know, and, and, and that could help you bring self-love to yourself as well. Um, you could read inspirational books, relationship books, books on self-love. Um, you could start looking at yourself in the mirror and loving yourself. Just look at yourself in the mirror. Sometimes when I be deciding what kind of shades I want to put on because I love shades and I love them to match what I wear because I love to match, right? So sometimes when I'm putting my shades on and I'm looking at myself, I start making these cool faces, right? And then I start saying to myself, wow, you look good. <laughs> I'm like, you so cute. And I'll be like, 
I love you, girl. You know, I say that to myself in the mirror. And it's like I'm it's like myself is smiling back at me saying, Oh, you're so sweet you know, and, and 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 people all the time like, Oh, you're so bubbly, you're always happy and and every time I listen to you I feel so much better. And how do you stay so happy? Well, one, because I love God and two I'm very close to him, and I keep him in everything I do, and I'm talking to him all day long. And I'm, and I look in the mirror, and I talk to myself. I've always done that. I talk to myself, you know, and when you look at yourself and you call yourself beautiful and you thank God you're beautiful or you tell yourself, I love you, girl. I love you, dude. <laughs> you know, you really are speaking to your spirit. You know that. You're speaking to your soul. You're also speaking to your flesh because your flesh is alive as well. Although you have to solidify your flesh and let you, I don't really like to say die to yourself. I just feel like, you know, solidify the flesh, right? So when you, you know, start getting that flesh under control, it's still alive though, Right. So you when you when you look in the mirror at yourself and you tell yourself you love yourself and you know speak good things to yourself you're speaking to your spirit you're speaking to your soul and you're speaking to that flesh and when you let the flesh know you love them and that you you love God and you're for God you can um, contain that flesh as well as living in the righteous way for God repenting. Right? And, 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 and not sin it to the best of your ability. And if you do, repent quick and never look back. You know? So it's very good to look at yourself in the mirror and, and say those kind of things because you're talking to your spirit and your soul and your flesh. And within yourself, you're also talking within your very emotions. You're also talking within your very mind. It's like you're setting your mind in a, a certain way that's a positive way because if you're positively saying to yourself, I love you, you know, you're looking at yourself, I love you, you know, you, you're so cute, you're so cool, you're great dude, whatever, right? <laughs> you talk to yourself, you'd be like, you're going to do great things or, or you can do great things. And, you know, although you're going through things, you thank God you're alive because some people are not allowed to go through things. Thank God that you're alive going through these things because there's some people that's dead that ain't going through these things. They're going through something worse than you and might have to come back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So reincarnation, I know some people don't dig on that, but it's true. <laughs> right? So you'd be surprised how it changes your outlook, it changes your thinking, and changes your mind. And that's part of giving yourself self Love. We have to love ourselves before we can love anybody else. Because if you love, now, okay, you're supposed to love God more than you love yourself. But if you love a human being more than you love yourself, that person's going to always hurt you because you're investing all of that love in this person, right? And you even love this person more than God, right? So when you give somebody that kind of power, I'm not saying you, you're supposed to love your spouses, you're supposed to love your kids, your family, but nobody is supposed to get more love than God. God is first. Then you, then the spouse, then the children, then ministry and family. So we know why God is first. Why are you second? Because if you ain't no good, the rest of the family ain't going to be no good. The ministry will collapse. And any cousin, aunties, brothers, they you be no good to them neither. And if you don't have God as the, as the head of the love, you have nothing. Because God says, keep me first and all else will come afterwards. 
right? So you got to love yourself so that you can see the God in you, so that you can love him more than yourself and then yourself, right? So self-love is not simply a state of mind or feeling good. It's a state of, like, appreciating yourself that grows from actions that support your physical and psychological and spiritual growth. Self-love is is dynamic in itself. It grows through actions that mature us. So when we act in ways that expand self-love in ourselves, we begin to accept much better things. The weaknesses that we have becomes our strengths, right? And the less you need to explain away your shortcomings, because everybody has shortcomings, right? Um, you, your compassion for yourself will grow. Your human struggles, you will find that you'll be able to deal with them better. Your personal life, you'll be able to deal with it better. Um, you'll be more centered in life. Uh, your purpose and values will stick out more for you. And you will have more fulfillment in your life through your own efforts. Because nobody can really make you happy but yourself. I mean, you can marry the best man, best woman in the world. You could be going to church every Sunday and praising God. There's people that kill themselves every day. And and lots, some of them are Christians. Look at Naomi Judd. Uh, was her name Naomi Judd or was it Naomi Judd's mother, 76 years old? She had been dealing with depression. Nobody knew that but the family, right? And she asked her daughter to spend the night. Because she knew she was going to kill herself, and she wanted her daughter to find her, right? So her daughter spent the night. She woke up. Look, I don't know how her daughter didn't hear the gunshot unless it was a silencer. She went upstairs, found the mother's dead, and it just came out a couple days ago, self-inflicted wound. And they said she had been bouting with this uh, mental disorder for quite some time, right? So a person that has mental disorders and a person that winds up killing themselves or try to kill themselves, it's because they have not found self-love. If a person loves themselves, they will value themselves, and they will value the creation that they are of God. And they would think of God first because God is the one that they're supposed to love first, and then themselves. So they wouldn't kill themselves. So the fact that they kill themselves is that they don't know self-love. They don't even love themselves, and they don't even love God. Because if they did, they wouldn't kill themselves just to get out of misery. They would go to God so he can help them be delivered from misery. They would have to make a conscious, willful, when you kill yourself, like this woman just did, that is a conscious, willful initiative that you have put forth to do. And then when you get on the other side, you know, which is the afterlife, you realize you shouldn't have never did that, and you regret it, right? No one should kill themselves to get out of pain. No one should kill themselves to get out of trauma. You're supposed to go to God. He could deliver us from anything. I've seen him do it. I've seen him deliver mad people. For more kinds of mental illness, he even had me. I used to talk people out of suicide when I used to work at a company back home in Jersey. I used to talk people out of suicide, and they would tell us, don't use religion. And that's the first thing I would do. <laughs> if they told me they was a Muslim, you know, I wouldn't go against that religion because the person is very fragile. But I would squeeze God in there somehow. You know, I used to talk doctors out of suicide, psychiatrists out of suicide. I'm telling you, we used to deal with some big people in that company. Right? So I know, you know, and I even had suicide in my family. You know, a couple of family members tried to do it. 
you know, and, and thank God, you know, God saved them and, and they would never do it again, right? But most people kill themselves because they're trying to evade and elude the misery that they're going through at that time. It's like it's like they can't handle the emotions. Uh, they feel shame. They feel anxiety. They got demons tormenting them. And if they don't have a foundation in God, if they don't have self-love for themselves, and if they don't have love for God, then how are they going to stand? You have to have a foundation in the Lord. If you do not, you will fall. So this is why people wind up killing themselves because, first of all, they don't love themselves. They don't even know how to love themselves because if they valued themselves, they would never, ever kill themselves or try to take their own life. They would not do that. And if they love God, they would know better than to do that because he's the only one who could take a life or decide that a life is taken. Right? So you feel sorry for these people, you know, that's trying to kill themselves or, or, or killed themselves, and you'd be like, wow, I wish I could have talked to them. You know what I'm saying? But you don't know how many people God could have sent to these people to sway them from doing it, you know? You you just don't know because God is always there. There was a young lady on YouTube about 10 years ago. Her video got over 10 million views. I don't know if it's still there. She tried to kill herself twice, real young girl. She got saved. The third time she drunk bleach, God let her die. Also, they're demons, suicide demons as well that eggs you on. You know, once you let that demon in your mind, it's like H-E-L-L to get that demon out your mind because it comes with the murder demon, suicide murder demon. Because when you kill yourself, you're actually murdering yourself. That's why you wind up in the abyss because you're murdering yourself. You used your own hands to take your own life, so you become a murderer in the spirit realm. So that's why you wind up going in the abyss for it, right? So now, how to cult- how to cultivate self-love? You have to become very mindful of, of yourself. People who have more self-love tend to know what they think, feel, and want. They are very mindful of who they are and act on their knowledge and wisdom rather than on what others want for them. For instance, if you self-love yourself, right, and then somebody come up to you and tell you, you know, um, or your husband might tell you or your wife, um, family member, mother, whatever, they might say, oh, your lips is big (laughs) or your eyes is too big, you know, are you gaining weight, you know, you need to lose some weight. If you love yourself, that stuff will roll right off your back. <laughs> you, you'll say to yourself, you know what, I might have to lose some weight. You know what I'm saying? My lips may be big. My eyes may be big, but my eyes are beautiful. My lips are beautiful. And, yeah, I'm a little overweight, but I'm, I feel good. I look good, and I'm healthy, and I'm going to do something about it when I'm ready to do something about it, right? <laughs> and you just walk away and let it fall off your shoulders. You know what I'm saying? But if you let it get to you, you start crying. Because, like, when people be trying to curse me all the doggone time, right? (laughs) And I know it's lately, and a lot of them coming back apologizing to me through the comments and stuff like that. I'm like, that's bless God, right? But, you know... When before when people used to curse me, I used to cry, I used to go to God, like God, he he was like, You have to start loving yourself. And when you start loving yourself more, you'll get stronger in me. So then I asked him to teach me how to love myself. And he did, and I was already doing stuff, but he taught me more. So now when people curse me, I laugh at them. I be like, boy, you just don't know what you about to get. <laughs> and then I be like, God, they better repent. They better hurry up and repent. 
And I'll be like, y'all sitting there right back to my penny to their doggone head. They're going to know how that, they're going to eat them words, daddy. I'll just be laughing, <laughs> you know, and I, I don't even pay no mind no more. I just, like, God, I know you're going to get them. I know it. I know it. And then he'll tell me, he'll be like, you know what? That one going to come back. That one going to come back. That one going to come back. Apologize. And he'd be right. He said, because I'm going to deal with them. I've had people come back and tell me, about, you know what? Ever since I messed with you, I ain't, life ain't right. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, I told you. And it ain't just me you're messing with. You're probably messing with other people, too. I'm not just the only one you're messing with. I'm sure you're messing with others, too. So it's like it's like a bunch of judgments on your butt, you know? So I don't, I don't let people get to me anymore. And, like, it's like I don't expect people to hurt me, but I just deal with people as, as how I deal with them as what they show. I don't deal with them as what they say because you can say anything, right? I deal with you as what you show me because eventually the true you is going to come out. A leopard can't hide his skin but for so long, and a lizard has to change back green sometime or brown, right? So eventually the person is going to show themselves. So if you just be patient enough and keep a little distance there, don't get too close, don't tell them all your business, you're going to find out very soon, especially if God is with you, he's going to show you. You know what I mean? So I, that's how I deal with people. I come to expect, you know, people just going to be people. <laughs> a lot of them just ain't going to be right. <laughs> a lot of them is just haters, mean, even in witches. It's just, it's just always something. You know what I'm saying? So you have to learn how to love yourself. So when, <clears throat> excuse me, these kind of people come for you, you could deal with them. Like I left a comment. When the guy had passed away that the Lord told me was passing away, what's his name, Kevin Samuel, sad, right? So I was, I left a comment saying, you know, the Lord, why the Lord, why he's gone, right? Ugh. Them people left me some of the most brutal comments. You know what I did? I was like, bless you, God loves you. And even one of them, God gave me a word for, and they came back and apologized to me. <laughs> some of them didn't even respond because they can't. When you shut them devils down, and you be like, you know what? God loves you. God bless you. I even told one girl, I was like, girl, bye. <laughs> she couldn't even come back. You know, that's how you deal with them devils. You got to shower love on the person to make the devil run. If you sit there and you argue with them, it's just going to feed that devil and give it more energy to manifest. If you pour love on the person, the demon will melt and run. And these are the things God taught me. And this this is all of a part of self-love. And it's also a part of learning how to love people. Because it's very hard to love people when they're cursing you <laughs> and calling you all kinds of names, hating on your butt, putting, wishing you was D-E-A-T-H when they put it on themselves. It's very hard to love people. So you have to ask God to help you to love these people as well as loving yourself, you know. And once you get in that mode where you can love people regardless of how they are, and that you pity them because you know they're full of demons, that's when you know you're starting to have more of God's heart in you. Because look at God. Look how people do to him. They spit on him. They slap him. They do all kinds of stuff. But he still loves them. He show anger. Even his anger, he loves. Even his wrath and judgment, He even in destruction that he brings upon the earth, he's is loving it. Right? It's loving it. So you got to be like, you know what? Well, if God could love these people, you know, at a distance, so can I. You don't got to live with them. You don't got to be friends with them. You don't got to talk to them. But you love them at a distance. You know what I'm saying? So if somebody acts like they hating on you, you know, that's their problem. They don't want to go wind up in hell. Don't you join them and hate them. You give them love. 
You give them love at a distance. Even them witches and evil people out there in the world, you know, you, you still pray. You be like, Father, if they don't stop, then we're on to the habitat of that body and that soul, period. You know what I'm saying? And that's all, that, that's all the blessing you're going to get out of me because it says bless your enemies. I'm like, uh, excuse me, the only blessing you're going to get out of me is some salvation <laughs> and a prayer. And that's it. Why would I bless you when you curse me? I even said it to God. I said, God, all they're going to get out of me is a prayer and some salvation. That's the only thing I could do for them at this point. Uh, unless you have me do something to them, you know, you turn them around to me and they, you want me to help them, you know, then that's that's a, that's a then that's when I would do it. And I would have to fast and make sure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you have to learn how. So once you learn how to love yourself, you have to learn how to love people. Right? So then... You're supposed to act on what you need rather than what you want. You love yourself when you can turn away from something that feels good and exciting to what you need to stay strong, centered and moving forward in life instead. Now, by staying focused on what you need, you turn away from automatic behavior patterns that get you into trouble. You stick to the program. So when you learn how to self-love yourself, you won't drink liquor anymore. You won't smoke cigarettes anymore. You don't want to smoke weed no more. You don't want to fornicate no more, right? You don't want to keep shopping till you drop. <laughs> you know, you don't want to keep overeating and keep gaining weight, you know, because you start loving yourself and you start looking at yourself. you like, you know what, you got to get more healthy. You got to stop eating this, you know. You got to start losing weight or you got to start going to the doctor, you know, or you got to start reading, you know, start reading that Bible every day and spending more time with God and, and reading spiritual books to help you become a better warrior, you know, so you could deal with them demons and, and cast them out, you know, things of that nature. Or let's say you got a toxic, you in a toxic relationship with a best friend. We all, we ladies all know that. Some of you men too. You got a best friend, but it's toxic, right? Y'all never get along. You always argue, but you love each other, right? And and, and you, you you be wanting to walk away from the the best, but you can't, right? And you know she a Jezebel. You know she would take you out if she had the chance, or she would take your man if she could, right? Or even take your job and your anointing if she could. But you still love her. That's when you gotta have self love for yourself. You gotta be like, you know what? She ain't right. I know she ain't right. I know she can't really stand me. And I know what she trying to do to me. She trying to destroy me or he trying to destroy me or she trying to get at my man, whatever, whatever. I have to self-love myself and walk away. I don't need her. I don't need what she has for me. I only need what God has for me and what I have for my own self. Yes, that's right. We have things for our own self. So you have to learn how to cut off talk. Even when you're in a relationship with a man, you're in a relationship with a woman, and it's toxic, always arguing, fighting. you just never happy. You can't even pray right. You can't even spend time with God. What is that telling you? You need to self, self-love self yourself and get the heck out of that relationship. You know, if you ain't married to him, now if you're married to him, that's a different story. you got to learn self-love, and then you got to pray. <laughs> you got to pray and ask God to help you with this relationship. And then if it's still not working, then you go to God and be like, Lord, you know, I pray. I did everything I could. The Bible says I ain't supposed to leave unless he or she cheat. But, God, this, they're abusing me. They're beating me, you know, whatever they're doing. And, and I don't came to you. I don't pray. I don't gave them time. And they're still not doing it. And it's messing with my sanctity. It's taking away my self-love for myself. It's taking away love from you i can't pray i can't do this i can't do that god show me what i should do and if he say go go if he say still stay because he may see down the line things are going to change you stay 
You know, because the Bible said the only way you're supposed to get divorced is if somebody's cheating on you. But, I, you know, I taught long ago and even wrote it in one of my books. You know, the Lord told me that if a person, whether it be man or woman, but mostly women, are married to anybody that's abusing them and beating them and hurting them and their lives lives are in trouble, he'd rather them go if the person is not going to get right. He'd rather them leave. Because you know how many spouses have died by the hands of their spouse and their destiny and the souls they were supposed to get went with them? Do you know how many spouses have killed their spouse and children or babies in the womb, right? If somebody was there to teach them how to pray right, so they would know some of these people would still be alive today, right? So why would God want you to not love yourself enough? See, if, you, if you're in an abusive relationship and somebody keeps beating you, hurting you, cheating on you, doing this and doing that, that means you don't love yourself. That means you love that person more than you love yourself because yourself is willing to put up with that mess. Yourself is willing to accept trauma, hurt, pain, abuse, bruises. God knows what else. Control. Because when somebody abuses you, they control you. So that means you have no self-love for yourself at all. Because if you did, you would be looking at yourself like, what am I doing here? Why am I in this? I can do better than this. And then you get stuck if you have kids, right? And then if he's, if it's a he and he's taking care of you, and you don't have no money, and you can't go nowhere because I've dealt with females like that. You stuck. You know what I tell them? I tell them, you know what? Do you trust God? Yeah. Well, then start praying and asking God to give you some finances to get out on your own. You ain't married to him. Where are you obligated to him? Yeah, you got kids together, so that makes him more obligated to you than you to him because he got to support them kids. <laughs> right? So you've been with him 10 years. Example. I met women, been with men 10 years, 15 years. I'm like, girl. If he ain't married you behind you, he ain't going to marry you. And then every time they bring up the marriage subject, they, they get into an argument. What that tell you? He don't want to marry your butt. <laughs> Some men just don't want to get married. They just want to have the cow and milk it without going the long route with it to pay for it. <laughs> they just want to keep milking it for free. You know, if a couple of babies drop out of there, oh, well. Right? <laughs> so so if you with somebody is abusing you verbally, physically, cheating on you, ain't doing right by you, it's a toxic relationship, you're constantly arguing, you're not even married, ain't even engaged, and if you is, why even go down the aisle with them? You know how many women and men, but especially women, marry a person knowing they shouldn't marry them? Why? Because they don't want to be alone. Why? Because they don't have enough self-love in themselves to love themselves to stand alone until God sends them the right person. This is why self-love is so important. If you have self-love for yourself, you'll never pick the wrong person. You'll be willing to wait for God to send you the right person. I wouldn't care if it's 10, 20, 30 years. You will wait because you love yourself enough and you love God more. you got to set boundaries for yourself. You'll love yourself more when you set limits or say no to things. And you, when you love yourself and love the activities that you do, and, and when you do these things, it depletes harm from you. Physically and emotionally and spiritually. And you become a more <clears throat> expressive person instead of a poorly expressive person. This is where shyness come in. I used to be so shy, it was ridiculous. I know that's hard to believe, right? <laughs> it's hard to, I, I don't believe in myself. I used to be so shy, right? But I was shy and timid because coming up as a girl, a little girl, my mom used to abuse me more than she abused my brothers. And my real dad wasn't around. My stepfather was there. And he was, he was, excuse me, Lord, but he was worthless at that time, right? <laughs> you know, and my aunts and, my aunties and uncles would come to that for me, 
you know, and I would run away from home constantly, be gone for a week or two, but they would always bring me back to her, and she would beat me even more for running away. <laughs> you know, she used to always tell me, you know, your lips too big, your eyes too big, you know, she just find anything, and I'm like looking at her like, well, I look like my daddy, you know, you must have loved him somehow, <laughs> you know, because you had me with him, right? And then that's another thing with her, where my dad, you know, broke up, you know, looking at me was like looking at him, so she kind of hated me for that. You know, when she was pregnant with me, she tried to abort me with a hanger. Right, so, this is the story I was told. She went somewhere where they did hangers because that's what they used to do back in the day, and it didn't work. <laughs> you know, I was born, I was a preemie baby. I only weighed three pounds and five ounces. They didn't think I was going to make it, but I lived. You know, I, I was born with a crooked spine. I could have died at 18. You know, but I had this major surgery that almost made my parents go bankrupt to save my life, and God saved my life. So, you know, I had some trauma as a child, so it made me kind of timid and shy, you know, and I learned that I was being shy because I didn't love myself enough because I would always hear my mother say, oh, your eyes are so big. Oh, your lips are so big. <laughs> you know, you got a big head. You got a big forehead. You know, just to say these things to me. So it, I carried that till I was like in my late 20s, you know, but all my life people was like, oh, your eyes are so beautiful. Your lips are so voluptuous, you're so this, you're so that, you know, but yet I would always hear my mom's voice echo in my ear, right? So I had, God had to deliver me from my mother's voice. How many of you need to be delivered from your mother's voice, from your father's voice, from your stepfather's, stepmother's voice, from your ex-boyfriend's, ex-girlfriend's, ex-husband, ex-wife, ex-co-worker's boss? How many of y'all need to be delivered from somebody's voice? Say this with me. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, King Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father, all the voices that spoke ill of me, over me, to me, Hindered me. Remove those voices with the blood of Yeshua HaMashiach. And place your voice there, Yeshua. Place your voice there, Holy Spirit. Place your voice there, Father God, in Yeshua Jesus' name. And bind up all of those voices that echo in my mind and head and ears from the time I was coming up or the time I was in this relationship or that relationship. For that is not who I am. If my lips is big, they're beautiful. If my eyes are big, they're beautiful. If my head is big, it's beautiful. If my my forehead is big, it's beautiful. If I'm chunky, I'm still beautiful. If I got a big booty, big breasts, big this, whatever, I'm still beautiful. If I'm skinny and I don't got none of that stuff, I'm still beautiful. I'm still beautiful. If I got pimples on my face, if I got whatever, I'm still beautiful. Those voices will no longer control my life anymore. I am delivered as we speak. I cast the voice of the enemy out. Because when those people spoke those things to you, that was the enemy. I cast his voice out of me today. And I curse him and anything like him from his kingdom to ever enter or manifest again. And if you do, I will shut you down with the voice of God in Yeshua's name. Now, you have to forgive yourself. We as human beings can be so hard on ourselves. Like, we take responsibility for other people that hurt us. We take responsibility for other people's actions. We will punish ourselves for stuff we need not punish ourselves for. We make mistakes because of these things. So you have to learn to accept your humanness. The fact that you are not perfect is fine. 
Because really the only ones who are perfect is God, the Holy Spirit, Yeshua, and the whole host of heaven. Now, we can strive to be perfect because our Messiah walked the earth. He was just like us. Although he was born a different way, he was just like us. He could have got married. He could have did what he wanted to do, but he stuck to the program, right? So if he can do it, we can do it. That's why he did it. That's one of the reasons he died, too. He died for so many reasons. I've taught you all so many times different things he died for, right? He didn't just die for us to, to be able to live again, right? He died for a lot of reasons. So if, if he was a human and he was walking the earth and he kept himself the way he did and he was sinless, we could do the same thing too. And see, back then, all he had was God and the Holy Spirit. Now we have him, the blood of God, the blood of the Holy Spirit, and the blood of him that was shed through him, and the whole host of angels. So we have no excuse when people die and go to the abyss. There's no excuse. You have the biggest opportunity you've ever had in your entire existence to live as righteous as you can be. And it says the righteous falleth much but prevaileth much. Right? And the enemy is much more stronger in these times than he was in those times. This is why Messiah said we would do greater things to him because he knew the evil would be greater than what it was when he was walking the earth. That's why he said that. Right? So now... If you learn to love yourself, you will grow from your mistakes. That is a serious lesson. If you learn to love yourself, you'll grow from your mistakes. If you learn to love yourself, you won't make mistakes. You won't wind up with the wrong dude. You won't wind up with the wrong girl. You won't wind up with the wrong job. You won't put yourself in a position where you have to take a job you don't want to take. If you want to go to college, you'll finish it. Whatever you want to do, you'll finish it. You'll love your children better. You'll love your spouse better. You'll love your life better. You'll love God better. You'll bring gifts out of you that you didn't know you had in you because you love yourself. You'll be more of a creative person because you love yourself. You'll be more of a mindful person because you love yourself. Your destiny has a more greater chance of being completed because you love yourself. And you will bring God closer to you because you love yourself. When you don't love yourself, that means you got demons in you causing you not to love yourself and you're cooperating with them. So that keeps God at a distance. But when there's nothing blocking God and there's nothing but self-love there and God there, uh, life's unlimited for you. It's unlimited for you on what you could do. If you choose just one or two of, of these things that I just told you and put them to work, you will begin to accept and love yourself more. Now, imagine how much you'll appreciate yourself when you exercise these things that I just told you to help yourself love yourself. Now, it is true that you can only love a person as much as you love yourself. If you exercise all of the actions of self-love that, that I told you here, then you will allow and encourage others to express themselves in the same way. The more self-love you have for yourself, the better prepared you are for healthy relationships and healthy relating in life. Even more so, you will start to attract people and circumstances to you that support your overall well-being. So when you love yourself, if you're a single female or a uh, single male and you and you love yourself, more, you know, the way you're supposed to, you'll attract the right man for you. See, this is why the devil, Yadathoth, Lucifer, is able to hook people up with the wrong person. Because they're so busy looking for somebody to love them and keep them warm at night 
Instead of looking in the mirror and loving themselves and keeping their own self warm under the cover until God sent them somebody. So then Yadav will send them what they want. And nine times out of ten, it's not what God wanted. And it, it becomes disastrous. So many people are stuck in marriages they should not even be in. They should not even be in. They just stuck. And they got kids, and they like, you know what? You know, I don't, I, I don't, I, I want to raise my children. You know, I want them to have a mother and a father. So what they do is they sacrifice their happiness for their children, and they die unhappy people. And many people, when they're in a bad marriage, their destiny cannot come forth because marriage is ninety percent of your destiny. I've taught that years ago. So their marriage cannot come forth. They cannot do what they were sent here to do. Because they're in a marriage they should not be in. Some women wind up marrying men that take them all out of the church, take them from God. Don't let them preach. Don't let them prophesy. Don't let them do nothing. And when you go before the Messiah, you have no excuse. You'll be like, but my husband, he's going to be like, but did you ask me, should you marry that one? <laughs> did you love yourself to know that that was not the one you should have married? There's no excuse in the eyes of God. There just isn't because he's given us such great opportunities. I mean, we have massive opportunities to get it right on this earth. We really do. We have massive. Yes, we have the biggest nemesis ever, which is Yadadoth, a.k.a. Lucifer, and his kingdom. And they don't make it easy, right? But our God's kingdom is like a, a, a thousand trillion times bigger, right? And our God is a bigger God. And if we just give him a chance and give him the opportunity to operate in our lives, then all the opportunities that was made for us through Yeshua HaMashiach, King Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we would be able to obtain them. So if you self-love yourself, Lucifer will not be able to give you somebody that he wants you to have. You'll have patience enough to wait for the one that God wants you to have. If you're in a relationship right now, you know you shouldn't be in. You're shacking up, fornicating, all that. You need to get out of it. Because I guarantee you the person that you're shacking up with and the person you're fornicating with, I guarantee you they're not who God got for you. I guarantee you. I guarantee you the person you shacking up with right now, you having sex with, you ain't married to, I guarantee you 98.5% that that is not even the man or woman you meant to be with. Because if it was, would you be shacking up? Would you be fornicated? Wouldn't you be married? Would you have children out of wedlock if that person was for you? You would have wanted to marry that chick you with. Or you, the female, would have been like, baby, we need to get married before we do all of this stuff. And then if he don't want to do it, bye. Bye. Because God is more important than um, the desirable feeling I need that you feel you need to have. Because you don't even need to have that. Because basically God only gave us the S-E-X to multiply. He didn't give it to us to have pleasure. He gave it to us to multiply. He told Adam and Eve, go multiply. Although you have your little pleasures with it, it's meant for you to have babies, and that's it. All that other mess that come with it, that ain't what it was for. That's not what it was for. I'm saying, so if you want to allow how you, your pleasurable ways of how you want to feel, or because you want somebody in the bed with you, and love yourself less, and love God less, because when you're shacking up, and you fornicating, drinking, smoking, snorting, cheating on your taxes, cheating on your wife, you know, abusing your kids, being a pedophile, whatever it is you're doing, you don't love yourself, you don't love nobody else, and you don't go sure don't love God, because if you did, you wouldn't do it. 
And you can't say the devil made me do it because the devil ain't always at fault. I'm going to keep it real with you. Sometimes we ourselves are more at fault than the devil himself. He's just the instigator. He's just the one that opened the door. It's like playing, playing, playing hopscotch. He, he threw the rock first so you could jump. <laughs> and he tricks you because when you jump, you jump too far. Okay, <laughs> and God cannot catch you because you didn't let him. So that's how you have to look at the devil. Sometimes he's just the, the person that just starts it. You're the one that, that starts finishing it. You're the one that finishes yourself. Like I told people on YouTube the other day, God don't put nobody in hell. It's you and the devil. The devil opens the door for hell. And he says to you, if you want to come and play with me, come on in. <laughs> and then you say, okay, I'm going to play. You come in, you find out it's too hot, and then you want to get out. He's like, nah, I got you, boo. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> All right, because I got you. So he make it so hard for you to get out of that sin, out of that fornication, out of that living together, out of that shacking up, and that adulterous relationship, smoking, cheating, whatever it is you're doing. But you have to make the consciousness, you know what, I love God. Then I love myself more. I don't love the devil. I don't want nothing to do with them. So I got to get out of this. I got to get out of here. I don't care who don't like it. I don't care who feels get hurt because you ain't taking me to hell. And your dog on sure can't take me to heaven. Many people are in hell right now because they did not love themselves enough. Many of people are in hell right now because they love more people than they love themselves. Many people are in hell right now because they love people more than they love God himself. So when you start taking into the fact to love yourself more and self-love yourself, you will see a, a dramatic change in your life. I mean dramatic change in your life. Even people around you will change. They start seeing how they can't get to you no more. And they like, what's she doing, right? You know, they start seeing they can't get you no more, and then they melt. And they, I've seen it where people realize they can't get to me no more, and they come back and be nice. They come back and apologize. They want to talk to me. They come back and ask me for help. It'll change your kids because they start looking at you like, Mommy and Daddy done changed. They don't yell at me no more. They don't want to pop me no more. They don't beat me for everything no more. <laughs> they sit down and talk to me now, ask me how I'm doing, what's going on, what's wrong. Everybody will change when they see you change. So when you change and your surroundings change, what does that equal to? Happy life. Peaceful life, and when things do come about, they squashed real quick because you know how to handle it. You know, when the devil try to come in there and mess up because, you know, y'all too happy. Y'all doing too good. Y'all being too righteous. When he try to come in there and throw his little sinful monkey wrench, you know how to throw it right back at him. You also got to learn how to spend quality time with your, with your own self. We get so busy in life. We don't spend, you know, we be like, okay, well, as long as I spend time with God, you know, I give him 10% of my day, I'm good. Yeah, you is, but you need to learn how to spend quality time with yourself. You have to spend time with yourself. Just take a woosah moment. When you come home from work or wherever it is, you come home, you know, you wash up, whatever you do, put your pajamas on. Before you go and do anything, you got the kids, just be like, tell the kids, go in your room for 10 minutes. That's all. Mommy be with y'all 10 minutes. Go in your room. You know, the husband, then you're like, baby, give him a kiss, hug him, whatever. You give your wife a kiss, whatever. You're like, baby, just give me 10 minutes. Like, all right. <laughs> you know, even if you got to go sit on the toilet for 10 minutes, you ain't using it, but you're just sitting there, right? Or when you're taking a shower, right, after you don't wash yourself or you're taking a bath, after you wash yourself, just stand in the shower for, like, extra few minutes or to tell them just, like, take a woosah moment. Just be like, oh, God, you know, God, I feel so good right now. Thank you for this day. 
Ooh, just help me to unwind. Just help me to just feel good. Just, just, just relax me, God. Just relax me. Just, just, just allow the love to flow. You, boy, you don't know what that will do for you. <laughs> you just don't know. You know, you don't know what it'll do for you, right? Then also, you could do acts of service. <clears throat> I notice when I do good things for people, when God leaves me, <clears throat> excuse me, to do good things for people. It makes me feel so good, and it makes me love myself. And sometimes when I do stuff, I'll be like, wow, I can't believe I did that. And then the Lord will be like, you did it because you, you love. You have love. You have love in your heart. I'm like, wow. Right? And then you can do words of affirmation. Like like I told you earlier, you can look in the mirror. Talk to yourself. Like, if you want to tell yourself you're fine, go right here. You'd be like, you know, you're so fine, it's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, you could do it with your kids. Take your kids. Put them in the mirror. Tell them. Say this. Say how handsome you are. Say how beautiful you are. Say how smart you are. Say how intelligent you are. Say that you're going to get all A's in school. Affirmations are very powerful because they're decrees. It's not what goes in the mouth. It's what comes out of the mouth, right? You can say stuff like, Father, you made the universe in Yeshua's name, so the universe will favor me. Father, you made the sun and the moon, so the sun will not smite me by day, nor will the moon smite me by night. So any witches or evil people or entities that try to use the the moon against me cannot. For the moon and the sun and all elements, majors and juniors, known and unknown, will fight against those that try to come against me. Because you created them. You made them tangible when the blood hit the earth. You created them. So therefore they will favor me and not the enemy. And then you say, the universe, you made it. So the universe is my oyster. The universe will do as I say. So the universe, in the name of Yeshua, will favor me and will open up doors for me. Do you know how important the universe is? Because the universe talks to God. <clears throat> and the universe is what controls the world. See, everybody thinks the devil is the prince of the prince of the air, meaning he is the prince of communication. He's in all kinds of communication, technology. You know, that's why he be in people's head. You know, he said arrows, demons, because, you know, he, he's prince of communication. And then they call him the god of the world, right? The world is a separate entity by itself. It's many worlds within this world. And it's other worlds and other planets, planets right? It's even worlds in the universe. It's worlds underwater. It's worlds in the forest. It's worlds in the abide. Read the book of Job. Right? Read the book of Revelation. It's there. Right? It's many worlds. Like, where you live is your own world. I taught this. You have a house. You have an apartment. Wherever you at, that's your own world. That's your mini kingdom. Because in the kingdom of heaven, everybody has their own little mini kingdoms, depending on who you are. So your home is your abide. It's also your palace, also your kingdom. So you have to treat it as such. And it's your own rim. It's your physical rim. Then you have a spiritual rim on top of you. You also have arches on top of you, you know, that have stuff in it that belong to you if the enemy hasn't, like, vanquished it and took it. You know what I'm saying? So your abide is your kingdom. It's your palace, you know. The mother is the queen. The father is the king. And the little children are princes and princesses, and they grow up to be little kings and queens eventually. You know what I'm saying? So you have to look at it that, because it says, as it is in heaven, so shall it be on earth. In heaven, there's nothing but many kingdoms. Even in the lower levels, there are many kingdoms, but the kingdoms are different from the higher levels. There's many kingdoms everywhere. Everybody has their own domain. In heaven, you can't even touch somebody else's flowers that's in front of their house. You cannot do that. It's thievery. 
right? I've been there. I've seen this stuff. I got a book about heaven on um, Barnes and Nobles, right? With all this stuff I've seen in heaven and hell, right? And one day, number two coming out. So whether you have a room, apartment, a house, that is your palace. That is your kingdom. And you should treat it such. And everybody in there that lives with you is your subjects. <laughs> you know, they're your subjects. You know, if it's your house, if you're the one that own it. If you're not the one that own it, then the person who own it, you are their subject. Remember y'all said he is the ser he is he is a server to his servants and his servants is a server to him. It's the same way it is in your household. You know, whoever owns the house is the king, queen, or king and queen. Everybody else is princes and princesses and subjects. <laughs> Some are even workers. <laughs> if you have maids come cleaning your house, they're workers. Of your kingdom. You allow them to come into your kingdom and into your throne room to clean. And I was like, wow, God, I never looked at it like that. That is, like, that's amazing. I never looked at it like that. It's amazing. Your car is your chariot. That's what they have in heaven, chariots. See, your car is your chariot, whether you drive it or somebody else is driving it for you. It's your chariot. Like in my sister uh, sister's car, when I get in her car, her car, the, the seat I sit in, which is, you know, she's in the driver's seat, and my seat, I, that's my queen seat. <laughs> and when I get in her car and she got stuff in my car, I'm like, excuse you? She's like, oh, my goodness, I got to get it out of the queen seat. Because <laughs> I didn't claim that seat. That's my queen seat. And I told her nobody else better sit in it. And if they do, she better pray over it once they get out of it. <laughs> she started laughing. I made that my queen, my queen. Even though she a queen. And, and, and I claimed the car. It's my, it's, it's both our car. You know, although she paying for it, it's both our car. And she has no problems with that. And I'm sure some of y'all do the same thing, right? She has no problem with that, right? So the same way it is in heaven, that's exactly how it is on the earth. But people, you know, are not taught these things and not taught to think these ways. So make sure you say good word affirmations and allow your children, teach your children how to say good word affirmations because you'll be surprised what it does to you mentally. And that's another thing. Everything starts with the head. It's like a king. If you behead a king, two things will happen. His subjects will become your subjects or they will flee, right? So it shows you how the head is very important. Look what Delilah did to Samson. She cut his hair off, right? When she cut his hair off, what happened? What happened to him? Lost his sight and everything, right? Now, that was his hair, but it was attached to his head. So, like, if the witches get a piece of your hair, you ain't living right. They got you, right? So everything begins with the head, right? So if your mind is mentally strong and right and you love yourself and and your mind knows this and you're speaking these words of affirmation and, and, and affirm words, you know, and you love God, oh, my goodness, it's it's limitless what what you can do and what you will do. If you're having children and, and, and they're having problems in school, teach them how to speak positive things to themselves. Buy them a little mirror and let them and anoint it and pray over it. And because and, you know demons can come through mirrors, so you pray over it, and anoint it, and you teach them how to speak good things to themselves. You'll be amazed at what it does for them. You'll be amazed. I've I've, I've told many parents to do these things, and it works. Because I have a family and relationship book on Amazon that has these things in it, right? So you can also, like, have, like, physical touch. Like, 
you know, going through COVID and stuff, you couldn't really touch nobody, you know. But now people starting to, you know, wake up again. So it's okay when you're out there ministering to somebody. Like sometimes when God uses me to help people, whether it's monetary-wise or preaching to them or whatever, they always want to hug me. And some of them will ask me, and I'm like, sure. Some of them just, just go right out and hug me. They don't, they don't even care to ask, right? And I'm not scared because I know God got me. He covers me, right? But we have to have some type of physical touch in life. Because we're human beings, and we're made to love each other, and we're made to have physical touch. You know, like if you marry and, and you have a, a, a touchless marriage, like you have some people, they sleep in different bedrooms, haven't been together in weeks and years, right? And, and that's that's not good for either one of them. They're going to wind up bitter, hard-minded, the whole nine yards, and wind up going to the abyss because husband and wife are supposed to be in the same place at night. No separate rooms here. I don't care how old you are. You know, I, I knew this couple married for 20 years. It was my friend's um, parents. 20 years. Slept in different rooms for 20 years. He never cheated on her. She never cheated on him. They basically could stand each other. <laughs> they should have never got married, right? And so when I told my friend to tell them what God said, oh, they started repenting. Demons was coming out left and right, and now for the past two, three years, they've been sharing the same bedroom after 20 years. So all it takes is somebody of God to come in, boom, <laughs> and Satan, you right on up with the word of God, you know what I'm saying? Um, receiving gifts. Like, you know, I know at times it's hard to receive gifts, especially from people you don't know because you've got a lot of wicked folks out there, but it's okay to receive a gift. It's okay to give a gift. Like, it's okay for women to go and buy their husband a box of chocolate or some flowers. You don't always have to wait for the man to do it because where does it say that only a man could buy flowers and candy? So can a woman. Um, like, you could do it for your own self if you're single, right? You could buy you some roses. They have roses. You can go in the flower store. I used to do it for myself all the time. Go in the flower store and buy a bag of rose petals and come home, take a bath, Put them rose petals in there. I used to put some little baby oil in there so your skin could be silky, you know, and uh, throw some mint leaves in there so you could smell all minty and um, put a little massage oil in there. Oh, my goodness, that bath will change your life, right? <laughs> or you could do that with your spouse if you're married. You know, you can even put your children in that kind of bath because it will ch relax them as well because you have a lot of children that have ADHD. Was it ADHD? ADHD? Right, and um, some children are slow in school. Some are, you know, have disabilities, dyslectic things about them. When you put them in those kind of baths, it like it, it kind of like it calms the emotions, it calms the mind, it, it even calms the organs because your organs need rest and need to be calm too because they're always working twenty four seven. Right, it even warms the blood. So if you even give your kids these kind of baths like once a week. I mean, give them baths all the time, but I'm just saying that special bath, like once a week, you know, maybe every two weeks, you know, at least twice a month. You know, you'd be surprised how it will help your children, right? And while they're in the tub and you're washing them, after you wash them, let them sit there for a little while and go get the Bible, get a baby Bible, baby audio, you know, and recite some scriptures of healing over them or whatever the situation they're going in, uh, that they're going through, you recite these scriptures over them. You'll be amazed what it what it will do for them. You'll be amazed, you know, and I've learned these things from God. So you'll be amazed. And then you do it for yourself, you do it for your spouse, 
you'll be amazed, you know, or you two could be together doing, you know, the tub thing, whatever. You'll be amazed what it would do for you, right? Um, also, um, you can teach yourself things, like teach yourself something new that you never thought you would do before. If you say, oh, I can't draw, go take a, a class. You could do them online now. You don't even got to go in person if you don't want to, right? Go take a class and learn how to draw. You'd be surprised. You might be able to draw. You say you can't sing. Go take some singing lessons. They got plenty of them for free online. You'd be surprised. I've seen people who could not carry a note, <laughs> period, <laughs> and can sing because they went and took singing lessons. And what I'm saying to you is you are a creation of God. A creation of God never ends. I'm going to say it again. Creation of God never ends, meaning anything that he creates can be recreated over and over and over and over because of Yah's blood. So, therefore, anything that you think that you can achieve and obtain, if you put your mind to it, you can do it. You can do it. So you say, I can't draw, but I want to draw. You go and learn how to draw. You say, I want to play the guitar, but I can't. You go and learn because you are a creation that's constantly being recreated over and over and over. Every day you wake up, it's a new creation day for you because you're going to do something different than you did the day before. Even if you stayed in the house the day before and then you turn around and stay in the house the next day, you're still going to do something different in that day than you did the day before because every day you wake up is a new creation day. It is a new day in the creation of God. You're going to do something different that you didn't do the day before. Some days will be better than others. Some will not be so good, and some will be good. Some will be rainy, some will be sunny. Some will be stormy, and some of them will be calm. But every day is a new day of creation in the Lord. So you're being constantly created over and over again. You could wake up tomorrow and decide not to be in the relationship you're in anymore. And then two weeks later, get a new person. You just recreated your life again. You could wake up and find out you're with child, and then nine months later you have a baby. You just created your life over. You just added another life to it. You just you just recreating over and over again. You just created a life, because as long as you're on this earth, you're being recreated over and over. Because God is a recreating God. You could be poor today and a week later be rich. You could invest in something. And then a week later, it could change your whole life. Some people play lottery tickets, which I don't recommend, <laughs> right? And, and and they hit 50 grand, a million dollars, pick six, whatever, 10 million, 20 dollars, whole life change. Because your life is being recreated every day by God and by your own will. Because your actions is what creates the things in your life. The things that you do is what creates the things in your life. The things that you do is what brings the opportunities in your life and brings the type of people in your life. So you and God are the masters of the ship of opportunity and creations. So you should be praying to God, be like, God, okay, what can I create today that's going to glorify you? What can I do today that's going to help me and make me a better person or maybe give me an opportunity or uh, uh, open a business or whatever it is you want to do? 
You know, what can I do, God, to help create myself so better so that I could be in position for the spouse I'm waiting for? What can I do better, God, to create myself better to get a job? Because I'm having a hard time getting a job. Should I recreate my resume? Is it something about my characteristics, my personality? Is it something I'm saying? Is, is it the way I'm dressing? Is it the way I'm looking? Help me to recreate so that I can fit to get what I need and what I want and desire. And then you ask God, God, what is it in me that you created that I have not birthed yet. Help me to bring the creation to pass. Help me to birth it. Because there's things in us that needs to be birthed. And, but, and if they're not birthed in a certain amount of time, they can be aborted by the enemy. Demons are coming in aborted. You could also pray, Father, anything that has ever been aborted from me that you gave me to create, to glorify you, and to help myself or my family or whoever, may you give me that creation back. May you give me that baby back. May you allow me to accelerate the birth of it. Don't let me wait nine and 12 months because in heaven it's 12 months to have one. Now Down here it's nine months. Don't let me wait nine or 12 months to birth it. Let, me, let it be exhilarated to birth immediately. And you sure Jesus' name. Anything that has ever been aborted out of me, give it back to me. Double full in Yeshua's name. So that I may birth it out for your glory and for the kingdom and for me. Because anything that you birth out for the glory of God is an incentive in it for you. It's a reward for you. Anything that you do for God, anything that gives him glory, there is an incentive and a reward for you. Because you are the glory car- carrier. You are the glory carrier. So anybody that's a glory carrier that gives God the glory, the reward and the blessings is right there with it. That's the kind of God we serve. He's a rewarder. He's a blesser. When you, that's why, that's why Apostle, uh, was Apostle Paul Peter said, praise was the number one thing, then prayer. Because God enjoys the habitation of praise because his glory comes up out of him. His light. His mist, <laughs> his smoke, <laughs> his fire comes out of him when you praise him. That's why he loves it, right? And then when it's coming out of him, it's pouring in all of us. We're all getting it. And with his glory comes blessings and rewards. You know what I'm saying? So don't be so quick not to praise your God. So what you can't sing? He loves you anyway. Take some singing lessons. If you feel you can't sing and you want to sound better than God, go get some free lessons on YouTube. They're there. I used to take them when I first started singing again four years ago because I was rusty. You know, I still had it, but I was very rusty. (laughs) So I started taking free lessons online until I could pay to have uh, personal lessons. And, and I've improved tremendously, you know, so practice helps. <laughs> and even if you don't got it, you can get it. You can create it by taking lessons. I'm just using singing and drawing, you know, as an example. If you don't think, if you're not a good cook and you want to cook, you want to be like Chef Bobby Flay and all of that, right? You can always go to cooking school. Or you could go on YouTube <laughs> and look at free cooking lessons. And uh, how do you think I, I, I have a cookbook that I wrote, right? And how do you think, you know, I'll be taking pictures and showing y'all on Facebook. I, I watched somebody do it, you know, or I experimented myself. I would try this and put this together, try that. You know, I would do stuff myself. And I learned. I learned. 
So these are some of the things that you could do that can also help you in self-loving yourself by being a creator of yourself, you know. Um, you can um, also... Oh, okay, that was it. <laughs> that's it. That's the end of of the, of the self love teaching. All right. So now I got to give y'all this a couple of more things. Okay, I'm gonna give y'all some prophetic scriptures to read. Right. Uh, so go get your pens and paper. Um, I will give you a few minutes. We will have an intermission, and uh, I'm gonna let you listen to one of my songs. It's called "I Belong to Him," featuring um, Keith Hurd.
Okay, that was intermission time. That was my song called I Belong to You. I believe that's on the Messiah Daughters EP. <laughs> it was a while ago. I made that a couple of years ago. And uh, that was Keith Heard, but he goes by KJ, in case anybody wanted to know. All right? And it's uh, I have music everywhere on most streaming platforms. I think I have my portfolio maybe about 50 songs in total, EPs and um, uh, CDs. I also have videos, music videos on Vimo, uh, my Vimo channel. You would just put in Rosal Solomon's Vimo channel or Rosal Solomon's music channel on YouTube. Uh, there are also the videos on Apple. I think they're on Tidal, um, Roku. They're in a lot of places as well and on Vimo itself. And uh, I have some of my music on YouTube. It's Rosalind Solomon's Topic, but some of my music isn't on YouTube. Um, you would have to stream it wherever your local streaming is. Okay, so I'm about to give you all these scriptures, so write them down. All right, here we go. Um, Genesis 26, verse 18. Genesis 26, verse 18, then Ezekiel 47, verses 1 through 12, Ezekiel 47, 1 through 12, then Isaiah 37, verses 30 to 34, Isaiah 37, verses 30 to 34, and I think that was it. Yeah, oh, yeah, and then Isaiah 41. And um, I'll read this one to you, but you can read it yourself. Um, it's Isaiah 41, verses 17 to 20. And it says, The poor and the needy search for water, but there is none. Their tongues are parched with thirst, but I, the Lord, will answer them. I, thy God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will make rivers flow on barren heights and springs within the valleys. I will turn the desert into pools of water and the perched ground into springs. I will put in the desert the cedar and the asica, the murk and the olives. I will set Jupiter's in the wasteland, the firs and the cypress together, so that people may see and know and may consider and understand that the hand of the Lord has done this. The Holy One of Israel has created it. So basically what he's saying in that one is those who are thirsty, he's about to quench your, you know, give you some water. <laughs> and um, he's not going to forsake his people, his Israelites, his people. And um, he's going to remove things out of the way that's been blocking his people, you know, from, from getting things basically that, that they need, you know, that's been blocked in the spiritual realm. You know, because if, if there's a lot of things in the spiritual realm blocking a person, then um, it's very hard for them to to get, you know, the things the things that they need. So he's going to be, you know, removing a lot of blockage in people's lives. Like, it could be people that's blocking you. It could be demons that's blocking you. It could be Yada Thoughts himself, because that's Lucifer's real name. Um, it could be him blocking you. Um, it could be a family curse, ancestral curse, foundational curse, DNA curse, generational curse, bloodline curse. You know, um, it could be anything that's not good um, that's that's blocking you. 
So God is um, about to remove that out of a lot of people's lives who's ready for deliverance. So you need to be praying, Father, in the name of your Jesus, please don't let me miss this. Please let me be ready for deliverance. If there's anything that I need to repent for, anything I need to repent for myself, or my ancestors, bloodline, foundation, lineage, generation, DNA, um, you know, and some people don't want to believe in reincarnation, but it's true. Um, ask God if there's anything you did in your past life that's carried over to this life because it can happen because Lucifer could actually take you to court when it's time for you to come back and send demons with you in the womb. This is why some people is born with demons. I mean, the mother already got them or the father have them too, but the enemy could do it too. I have a book called The Secrets of the Marine Kingdom. It's a um, e-book on Barnes and Nobles, and then it's a book on Amazon, it's like 300, 400 pages. Oh, man, you need to get it. It's shocking. I wrote it like, uh, what, 2014, 2013, one of them, right? Um, and um, I had did some research. Um, I had some some African people, stuff that I know put in there, you know, so it's a really good book, right? And it will tell you about Satan's immigration system because he has a serious immigration system in the spiritual room that would like literally like knock your socks off your foot right you'd be like what <laughs> he can relocate you if you meant to go like the example i put in the book is like if you meant to go to canada right that's where god gonna send all your blessings your angels and stuff right but then if he have a legal right to you for something you did in your past life and you died and didn't repent for it and you winded up in the abyss but you, you when you came out you know went back to god renegotiated whole nine yards right so he could get you on that technicality, right? So then he could have the legal right to switch you and make you be born in Oklahoma, right? <laughs> so all your stuff is in Canada, but you are Oklahoma. So he just done shift your life, just done jacked you up already, right? So then it's up to you. You become an adult to find your way to God and what God will do. He will literally relocate you to Canada if, that, if that's where you're meant to be. He will get you there. Or he will bring whatever you were supposed to get at that time where you are now. And then sometime he will move you to a temporary place for a certain amount of time. It could be two years, five, ten years, right? He will move you because that is the place he ordained for you to get blessings, opportunities, or to start something. Like he had to take the, he had to take the Messiah out of Bethlehem for him to do the things that he did. And even when he came back to Bethlehem, he was famous, but they still mistreated him. Only a few of them welcomed him, right? So no prophet doesn't get an honor in his own home, right? So sometimes God will have to take you out of your home where you are and take you somewhere else and you get blessed and then you go back home with more than what you left and then there's blessings waiting for you at home but in order for you to get the blessings at home you had to go somewhere else and then sometimes he just sing you somewhere else altogether and that's where you wind up staying and that's your home and you just travel but a lot of people he will temporarily sing you to Cali wherever because you might want your priest somebody he'll sing you to Georgia North Carolina whatever whatever and you're like oh yeah I'm staying here and then God like nah 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 because when I first came to Georgia I was like I'm thinking okay this is my house gonna be and then I had a vision and he was talking to me it was like that August I came here July 2017 and it was August 2017 and he showed me he was like you gonna be here four to five years and sure enough this July will be five years so anytime after July I'm out <laughs> and he told me I was only meant to come here temporarily and that happens like some people will move and they thinking they're going to stay there. No, he only got you there for a reason and a season. And he will wind up sending you back home, back home. And you'll be like, but it's so expensive. No, no he'll send you back. He's going to take care of you if he's going to send you back. So, you know, it, it, like um, there's a couple 
my brother and sister, who I love very much, won't say their names, though. But um, I told them they were moving to another state, like, what, a year and a half, two years ago, and and they were, like, shocked. And I don't think they believed me, really. I didn't, right? But now they're in that state, right? <laughs> so when just before they got ready to go, I was like, well, God said you're only going to be there eight years. And they was got quiet. <laughs> And I knew it for a long time. But Daddy said, wait until they get ready to move and then tell them. And so then, you know, they took it pretty good that time. They took it way better than they did the first time because now they, you know, they actually see that they did move to where the Lord said they were going to move. So they were like, all right, she said eight eight years, then it must be true then because she said we was going to move here and we're here. You know, so sometimes God will move you to temporary places just to bless you. And then send you back because you couldn't get the blessings where you were until you left and got the blessings somewhere else. You get it? Because the Messiah had to leave Bethlehem to be to do what he did, you know. And God sent them back to get the people a chance to appreciate and love them. And he was willing to go through Bethlehem and just do all the goodness that he did everywhere else, but they would not receive him. He did very little in his home, only in his in his, in his home, very little. But if they would have accepted him, we would have a different chapter in the Bible about that, right? So God gave them a chance, but they didn't accept him. All right, so now, here's the, the, the days for the rest of the year we need to look. They're, they're called, um, God calls them like prophetic dates, right? Like something substantial will happen or a big event, good or bad. It could be good things happening in the individual's lives. You know, so these are days you might want to pay attention to. Um, these are days you might want to fast the day before, you know, because you don't know what God has for you. So um, it's May 28th, which is a Saturday. Then you have uh, June 15th, which is a Wednesday. Then you have June 30th, which is a Thursday. And believe it or not, the 4th of July, which is a Monday, July 30th, which is a Saturday, August 9th, which is a Tuesday, August 20th, which is a Saturday, September 11th, wow, which is a Sunday, October 8th, which is a Saturday, October 31st, another wow, which is a Monday, and November 11th, which is an election day for different stuff, uh, that's a Friday, November 25th, and I don't know if the pagan day falls on that day, and that's a Friday, and no, it does not. That might be Black Friday. And then the last day um, is December 21st, Wednesday, and then um, God had tacked on December 23rd. So you might want to do like a little fast before these days or, you know, I mean, be led by the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit wants you to do a little fast the day before, then you do it. But if the Holy Spirit doesn't suggest to you to do a fast, then you don't. It's up to you. Because nothing significant may not happen in your life on, on any of these days, but they're just prophetic days. So anything is liable to happen, good, bad, happy, sad, you know. So you can just pray about these dates. You know, and just ask God when these dates come, you know, whatever bad, if anything bad is going to happen, you know, um, pray that many people get saved, you know, many people don't lose their lives, you know, or when babies are being born through those days that they're born alive and healthy, you know, um, 
people in the hospital get healed, you know, people who need deliverance, you know, you pray that these type of things happen and for your family, you know, you could pray and ask God to bless you on these days, which he does anyway, but extra blessing, <laughs> you know, it's okay to ask God for extra blessing. He don't mind. He got plenty of them up there. <laughs> he wanted to give away. He got plenty of them, right? <laughs> and then he was telling me we was going to hear something about Taylor Swift, the singer, um, some type of illness or something is coming, but I don't know if it's going to be announced this year or not. Um, another it's a football coach, I think he's going to drop dead right in the uh, thing there when they start football again um, next year, or it could it could happen this year. I don't know. He's gonna he's gonna drop dead, and then um, something's going to happen with Reese Witherspoon and uh, politician Ted Cruz. His name is going to be put out there for something. And I saw Kelly Ripper back in 2017. I had saw a news thing saying she was dead, but she's still here. And I prayed that she would live, and I had people pray that. So I'm thinking God answered the prayer because she's still here, but you never know. But I believe Ryan Seacrest is her uh, uh, co-host. He's going to have some issues with something, and I don't think he's going to be on the show that long, much longer. And you're going to hear something about LeBron James, the basketball player, Chuck Schumer, something wicked is going to come out about him, like a scandal. And we're going to hear something about a baseball player, some type of scam or something he was in. And there's going to be something about Jay-Z coming out. And um, the actor, that actor, I think he's about to marry, what's his name, Um, Michael Jordan, about to marry Steve Harvey's daughter. Um, We're going to hear something about him as well. And... um, what else do I have here? Well, um, I basically told y'all everything that was coming this year, but I got some scriptures the Lord wanted me to give. So you can write these down. Um, Daniel's eleven thirty-two, um, and he says that such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flattery, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. And that's why the scriptures for this year is so true, um, because the enemy's delusion is so big this year is ridiculous. But those who are strong in God will survive his delusions. Also, he gave me Corinthians three thirteen: Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. And we have been tried a lot this year, and it ain't even finished yet. <laughs> and then he gave me Job thirty six eleven to 12. If they obey and serve him, they will spend the rest of their days in prosperity and their years in contentment. But if they do not listen, they will perish by the sword and die without knowledge. Has that not happened this year? Now, I told y'all 2022 was going to be more so like 2020 and 2021, but I told you it was going to be a little worse. But I told everybody that the virus wouldn't be as vampant, but it would still be here. But the aftermath from the virus would be worse than 2021 and 2022 together. And you understand the enemy loves threes. He works in threes. And God told me a year and some change ago that the enemy had three shots, and they're on their third one now. And if they if they aren't successful, it would be a long time before they could do it again. And then he told me in the end he was going to stop them. So we all know that 2022, a lot of horrible things has happened, you know, people dying, death, tears, crying, famines, starvation, I told you I saw two nations going in war. So far we got Ukraine and Russia. I don't know the next nations, but it's coming, right? Um, We're seeing people rising up against each other. 
parents rising up against children, children against parents. Um, we see the leaders, you know, they're leading their countries astray, especially this this government with the president. We have, I've seen him when he came. I saw him winning back in September, October, and I saw all these people so happy he won, and he was on the podium. Like he, like you know, when they become president, and they get inaugurated, and it was blood all over the sky, blood all around him. And when I woke up, I was like, "Oh my lord!" I was like, "God, a lot of blood, a lot of blood, lots of bloodshed is gonna happen with him in office." And then I turned around and saw Camilla Harris as president with Obama standing right next to her. Then one time I saw Obama come out of uh, Biden. I was like, "That's why you said he was gonna be a third-term president, not." In the physical sense, but in the spiritual sense. So he's be- behind a lot of things, Obama. Behind the scenes and people don't even realize it. And he is, right? So I had saw all of that stuff and it came and it came to pass. And then I had and then right after I saw the Camilla dream I saw a dream of Donald Trump. <laughs> they was chasing him and they caught him and he was so tired and they put him in a seat and he had that red hat on that always say, Make America Great but the words was no longer on anymore, and I think his name was Van Harper, the the, the, the ball-headed one they said that was going out with Kim Kardashian. He was the newscaster, and he said, they just killed Trump. They just killed Trump. And he was like, Trump is dead. And I've seen Trump dead four times already since then. So something's going to happen with that man, and God tell me, don't pray for him, neither. He said, don't pray for him. And, um... The Lord told me he was going to be in a lot of trouble, a lot of shenanigans, but he was going to get away with all of it. And then in the afterlife, he would get what he was supposed to get, right? <laughs> so the Lord said, and I told you all that, it was going to be a lot of darkness over this earth and that God's people is going to rise up. And that's true. A lot of God's people have risen up during this time, but you haven't seen anything yet. There's going to be more rising up this year and next year. Um, there's going to be all kind of prophets coming out that and and I've been saying that for three years and it's gonna happen slowly but by the end of this year next year you're gonna start seeing a lot of prophets and apostles and pastors and stuff, evangelists that you never heard of before. You want, and I've already given y'all this prophecy last year. You're going to start seeing them in the media, in the news. You're going to start seeing them in places you never seen them before. People are going to start seeking them because of all the things that's coming out. They're going to hear about these prophets and how accurate they are, and they're going to start seeking them, kings, dignitaries, government. And I told y'all this year, last year that it was going to start sometime this year. Right now, it may have, I don't know yet, right? And um, then you could also read Isaiah 60, verse 2, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. So like God told me, he's going to stop the enemy in the end, so we're going to see God's glory rise when that happens. And I told you about all the floods and stuff that was coming, and a lot of them have came, and some still haven't came, like in um, Texas. Um, like, oh, yeah, I, he gave me something else. It's in my phone. He gave me this like a couple of days ago, and I put it in my phone. So I'm on here. I might as well just say it. Got my text. Okay. I told you about Russia. I told you that last year. Okay. Um, I think I already told y'all that an earthquake was coming to Indonesia, a really bad one. And I know I did, and he just reminded me again about Japan and China, earthquake coming, because I already told y'all that like three times, and Korea, I don't know if it's North Korea or South Korea, 
they're about to have an earthquake. And when I fell asleep in Sister Pat Carr the other day, I heard Cassera Island. So I didn't never even heard of this place before. So I Googled it, and it's Cassera, K-A-S-A-R-A. It's an island off 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 Singapore. Typhoon coming there. Never even heard of this place. I'm asleep. He just gave it to me as clear as day. Um, and, and trying to see if it was something. Oh yeah, so and like I prophesied, he told me wildflowers were coming, and that we was gonna have the uh, the worst wildflower wildfire in history. I know y'all remember that. Well, it happened. It says the largest wildfire in the United States was spreading toward mountain resort towns in northern New Mexico prompting officials to issue another set of warnings to vacate. So there you go, prophecy come to pass. That's the the the, the fire he was talking about. And um, he told me something about some demonic apps are about to come out. I don't know what kind of demonic apps, but they're demonic, and they have demons in them. Um, like, I, like I kept seeing a gypsy. Um, so it might be some type of fortune-telling fortune or tarot or astrology uh, app because I kept seeing a gypsy dancing. Um, so if you see these kind of apps come out, fortune telling, terrorists, or start, you need Christians don't need to be bothering with this stuff anyway. Anybody that latches onto these type of apps and download them, you give the demons authority to come and enter into you, into your house, into your family. And it's other kind of demonic apps that are coming out, so you got to watch your kids. They're gonna some some kind of new alien game. And some some kind of stuff. It it was like about five or seven of these kind of apps. Could have been more. And they were full of demons. And as soon as the person downloaded them, done they done. You know, because some adults like to play these apps like candy and stuff like that. So it may be something, you know, that seems innocent. But just be careful and watch your children's phone. Um, and like I told y'all last year, I know y'all remember, and the year before, that we were going to start seeing more sightings of aliens. So the Lord said that it's going to get even more heightened. We're going to start seeing them. And a, about a month ago, I saw a city in the sky. It's on one of my videos on YouTube. So I, you know, I have a habit of looking out my back door window because I like to see what's going on when I'm downstairs in the kitchen. I just take a peek, right? And then one morning, the Lord was like, look outside. And I looked, and I saw a city in the cloud. And my phone was upstairs, so I couldn't even take a picture. I was like, darn, man. I said, I said okay, I'm just going to have to tell him what I saw. And I saw a floating city. I'm telling you, no lie. I saw it. So it's something floating around in, in, in the sky because I saw it. I saw it. A city. I mean a big city. I was like, wait, is that part of heaven or what? But God never told me what it was. He just, I asked him, I said, what kind of city was that? He just been quiet. Maybe one day he'll tell me. He does that sometimes. <laughs> so it's something floating around in the spiritual room, some city. And then I did research on it, and I saw that some city showed up in China twice, and and it showed up somewhere else as well. So it's something up there, and, and maybe God will tell me one day, and then I could tell people. Okay, um, also Revelations twelve six, and the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon cast out of her mouth, made the earth help us all from evil. That the enemy is releasing on us. May the earth 
um, like in the Revelation when she opened up her mouth and swallowed up the enemy that was chasing the, the lady with the baby in the hand. Let's pray. See, you didn't know we could pray these kind of prayers. Let's pray and agree that the earth opens up and swallows up all these demons from the pit of the abyss and all their evil that they're trying to let the earth swallow them up. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. It's two hours already. <laughs> Just at 90 seconds. Ah, I got to hurry up. Let me see. Where that paper got? Uh-oh. Okay, we got. All right, and so write down Isaiah 60, verse 1 through 7. And I told y'all that, you know, this year we was going to see... We see a lot of souls coming to God, so still look for that. And um, prepare. you. Everyone that's in ministry and not in ministry that's a child of God, you must prepare because there's going to be a huge harvest of souls coming to us from now to for who knows how long. And we have to be prepared, and we have to have the word in our heart, and we have to be ready to bring them to God and, and get them right with God and, and teach them. Um, and, and the Lord doesn't want us to waste this opportunity. Also write down Amos 6.1, Luke 13.6.9, and Revelation 3, verses 15 to 19. And God said, pray that his miracles will manifest. His miracles will manifest. Pray that his miracles will manifest. Okay, they didn't disconnect about to. <laughs> um, and, uh, and like I told y'all, many businesses was going to go out of business, but then there was going to be a lot of online businesses and new businesses picking up. I told you a lot of churches would be gone, and they are hotels gone. Um, and what else did Daddy want me to say? I think that was it. Okay, and yeah, and we're going, we, we in the beginning of the famine stuff, but we could pray ourselves out of that famine. So you just have to pray, you know, and then pray and ask God to help you bear good fruit for him. Ask God to help you bear good fruit for him from now on, good fruit for for, for him, right? And then pray for people who are hungry. Pray and ask God to intervene and feed these people, right? And um, pray, if you want your own business, pray and ask God to give you an ingenious idea to do your own business, whether it's at home or you go out and rent a building or buy buy something, you know, and then you ask him to finance it. That way, if he wants you to do it, he'll give you kingdom finances to do it, right? And um, like I told you all about the vaccines and stuff, how all that stuff was going to wax out, mandates gone, all that stuff. People used to mock the crap out of me. Now they're eating cookies. I used to say they're going to eat Oreo cookies. <laughs> and now they're coming back. Oh, you did say that. I was like, hey, here's your Oreo. Go ahead. Enjoy yourself. Knock yourself out. You want an extra cookie? There you go. Right? <laughs> so um, the Lord also said keep praying, asking him how you can escape the evil temptations and trials of this year, right? And then God asked, said pray and asked you to help you face things with his glory and to bring you closer to him and the Holy Spirit and Yeshua and to bring the unity of your family together. Um, also pray Genesis 18, verses 20 to 32, and uh, that's it. Right, so I went over a little bit, but that's okay. All right, so um, I will be back next week, 
And at the same time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I will have a guest next week. Uh, she has a book out, and she's writing another book, and she has a great testimony. Then the following week, I'm going to have the singer, Jadica, on. Beautiful voice. Sounds like a little songbird. <laughs> and she has a testimony in YouTube and stuff like that, right? So it was a really good blast, and I'm happy to be back on the radio. And God bless everybody who's listening, because I see your phone numbers and people who are listening uh, on the Internet. God bless you. So look for me next Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you do want to be on my show and you have a ministry, book, artist, whatever, up-and-coming ministry, your prophet, anything to do with ministry, coach, wherever you are, you can hit me up at the Royal Queen Topic Show, AA at Yahoo.com. The Royal Queen Topic Show, AA at Yahoo.com. It's under my description and it's under this uh, audio, and you send a small bio about yourself, your full name, your handles, your links, your URL, and what your purpose is for God and your goals for God, and any kind of, if you have a ministry book, you know, send a little bit about that, maybe a picture of the book. If you sing a, you can sing a snippet of your song, and it'll be played during your interview time, you know, whatever it is, you know, and I will take you to the Lord and pray to make sure he approves. And then we will go from there, all right? So God bless everybody. Thank you for tuning in and giving me your time. Much love. Shalom. Welcome to The Royal Queen Show, the topic news radio show podcast with your host, Apostle Rosalind Solomon. This show is every Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So tell your friends and come go on a journey with The Royal Queen Show. Thank you for listening to the Royal Queen Topic News radio show and podcast. Be sure to join us again next Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to go on another journey with the Royal Queen Show. Until next time, be blessed.